Welcome to the Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kuttner, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast will help you find ways to live healthier, happier, and more inspired. I so appreciate you being here, and I hope you like this episode. So today on the podcast, I have Stephanie Geiler. She is a tarot reader, life coach, and counselor. I'm so excited to have this conversation today. We're going to talk a little bit about self-care and using tarot and oracle decks to help. Um, So Steph, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Rachel. This is so exciting. I'm so honored to be on your podcast. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you. So I actually want to start with like when you got into tarot, how long have you been doing it? Um, I want to say now it's been four years, four and a half years, almost, maybe almost five years. It's so funny how I got into it, though. I was like always that kid who was kind of like into the occult. I loved Halloween. Um, I was playing around with a Ouija board as a kid, which I highly do not recommend for anyone. That is not a toy. But I was just always kind of into that kind of thing. And as I got older, I found my way into counseling and into a helping profession. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend who brought over a deck of tarot cards one day. And it was actually for a Halloween party. So it wasn't even for like to actually read. And I just looked at them and I kind of flipped through the cards and I was like, these are really fascinating. Like I kind of want to learn how to do this and never gave it a second thought. And it's funny enough, I did one of those subscription boxes and a tarot deck just like magically made its way to me, you know, how the universe kind of works like that. And um, I, I didn't even go out and buy it myself. And it was really colorful and it was a little more modern than the traditional deck that a lot of people might be used to. And I just started playing with it. And it's just, this is going to sound weird, but I picked it up and it felt like, like I like knew what I was doing the whole time. Like mm-hmm. it just was like a practice that I always had and just kind of like uncovered, like it, it laid like hidden almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just started flipping through the cards, practicing, and I picked it up really quickly And I just learned that I loved incorporating it into like a daily practice of mine. So that's kind of how I started. It was just for me. I had no intentions of reading for others. It was just a practice that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I love that. First, I just want you to kind of like debunk or like demystify this a little (laughs) bit because some people are still hung up like tarot. Oh, what is that? Like, what are you doing? Like, are you a witch? Like all of that good stuff. So yeah, yeah. So it's really funny because I, um, as a school counselor, I would have like a tarot deck or an Oracle deck sitting on my desk. And I always had to explain it, especially to students. Cause they're like, what is this? Is this magic? Is this, you know, witchcraft? And, you know, basically what tarot is, at least to me, it, it's just a wonderful tool to use. And mm-hmm. I've noticed that with both counseling and with coaching, which is two, two fields that I'm involved in, tarot can really be used as a source of guidance. Yeah. It can be used for support and, and for clarity in your lives. And like, for me, tarot is not a crystal ball that predicts the future, right? Like we think a lot of people think of like that old school, like fortune teller. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not at all what it is. Um, What it really is, at least in my opinion, it's just like a wonderful intuitive tool. Yeah. And it, 
it helps us tap in to ourselves and develop and further strengthen our intuition. Um, like much like we go to the gym, right? Like we, well, we don't go to the gym one day and do legs and then we're done and we're like, yeah, I'm, I have strong legs now. I'm good to go. Like you need to keep doing it daily as a practice. And for me, tarot is an intuitive tool that the more you do it, the stronger your intuitive voice becomes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that it provides like clues and guidance and gives you some insight too. So I'm so excited to talk about that part. So tell me a little bit like how you first started using the tarot deck. Did you ask life questions? How did you start to strengthen your intuition too, while you started to get into tarot? Yeah, that's a good question. So like I said, it was just something that like, once I got the deck in my hands, I felt this like overwhelming need to play, which Mm -hmm. is kind of really cool too. Um, It kind of just unlocked this like childlike curiosity in me. Like when you're younger and you get a new toy and you're just so excited to use it and then you become an adult and like, you don't have that anymore. So when I had it, I remember like coming home from like, you know, a day of work. And I'd be like, Oh, I want to play with my, my deck today. And I do, I would just flip through it. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about tarot is, and that's why so many people become collectors. There's so much beautiful artwork and each artist has their own interpretation. So I'm a lover of art in general. So I would flip through and look at the beautiful artwork and what it meant. And I would just use my intuition and, and I would just almost like quiz myself, like flashcards, like, what does this mean to me? Mm -hmm. Um, and it was really fun. And then I realized like, wow, I'm picking this up like rather quickly. Like, I don't know why I already know this, but I do. It developed into a morning practice because I'm a firm believer in like morning rituals or like a morning, like a morning schedule, like something you look forward to, to start your day. So I would pull a card or a few cards in the morning and I would either like meditate on that reflect on it, maybe even journal. So that's kind of how it started. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. So I like that you said you use it in the morning as kind of like a morning routine. So tell me a little bit about like best practices for tarot, maybe for like the beginner, somebody just getting into it. What's the best way to go about it? Like, do you feel like people should turn to it like to start their day and set an intention? Or I know we mentioned like using it for self-care. So let's go a little bit deeper into that, how you use it for Mm -hmm. self-care specific purposes. Yeah. So I think um, what I would suggest anyone who's like very new to tarot is there's this like old myth that you have to be gifted a deck. So that is, let's debunk that one. You you don't Mm -hmm. need to be gifted a deck. You can go ahead and just buy one yourself. Mm -hmm. And I always suggest to pick a deck, like you can shop through on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles, any any bookstore really, and find a deck with just artwork that just evokes something in you. It could be the color palette. It could be the artwork. It could be, you know, the the art style, just something that you feel physically and visually drawn to. That's the first part. Once you find a deck that you, you know, are just drawn to, hold it, touch it, play with, like play with it, like that curiosity of a child, just get to know your deck. And um, you can go through and just look at the images and and just see what comes up. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, you don't have to study it like you're studying for, you know, a test in high school, like, just see what comes up. And maybe it's the answer, or maybe you're not quite on track with what the card means. But that's a really great way to start that intuitive journey is to just see what's coming up with that inner voice. 
So that's one thing I would definitely um, suggest when people are first getting into tarot for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And then how do you go about using it for self-care? So, you know, if, if it's like a slow down day, do you recommend just like tapping in and seeing what you need? How do you use your tarot deck to your advantage? Yeah. So I, I'm a person who always has a deck either in my hands or there's one in my work bag, in my purse, in my car, like I'm that person. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, I have a morning practice and then I actually have an evening practice. And that might be too much tarot for some people. And I totally understand that. You, some people could pick you know, a morning ritual or you could pick like a wind down evening ritual. Mm-hmm. So for me in the morning, if I'm not at work, like let's say it's a weekend or maybe I have a little bit more time in the morning where I can like leisurely sip a cup of coffee or tea, mm-hmm. I will take my deck of cards, I'll shuffle. And you know, perhaps maybe I have something on my mind. Maybe mm-hmm. there's something going on at work or maybe there's something going on in my personal life. I might want to ask specifically for guidance on that. So I might be very specific. Um, if there's nothing, you know, pressing going on in my life, I might just ask, like, I'm a very spiritual person. So I believe in like a higher power, like the universe, like that's kind of who I speak to when I'm in my spirit, like practicing my spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. Um, so I might say, okay, as I'm shuffling, you know, universe, if you could just give me a general message for today, something I might know. So I might leave it a little bit more broader to interpretation. Yeah. If I have the time, I'll journal. So if it's like a quieter morning or I've gotten up a little bit earlier, I have a journal I have for gratitude and I also incorporate my, my tarot pull and whatever that brought up for me. So that's been a really lovely practice that I've pretty much kept up for the past four years. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just so nice to have that. And then in my evenings, I might reflect on my day. I, again, I like to always practice some gratitude and I might just pull, um, I actually have an Instagram account for my, just for my tarot. And I use the hashtag tarot before bed. And I'll just maybe pull like two cards, see what the message is. And it's a nice way to like reflect on my day. Maybe it's something I can think about as I kind of fall asleep. And and again, if that's something that, you know, people like to journal, you can always journal at night too. For me, I'm a morning journaler, but um, both of those are really helpful in how I use tarot in my everyday life. Yeah, I love that. So I actually have a couple questions from that. So I know there's different types of tarot spreads. Like you do like a one card or a three card. So how do you, you know, how people are starting, like figure out like what type of spread they want to do or Mm -hmm. um, also just when they're using their intuition versus like the guidebook. So obviously all tarot decks come with guidebooks, but you're Mm -hmm. also like encouraging people to see what the cards mean for them. Like, how do you discern what the actual meaning is? So I know that's like a two-part loaded question. Yeah, no, that's a great question. So what's really cool about developing a tarot practice is really the core of it is like, I keep coming back to this word, but the core of it is intuition. Mm -hmm. So even when you pick up pretty much any tarot deck that comes with a guidebook, it will explain the tarot. It'll explain you know, the traditional meanings, the artist or creator of that deck might infuse like their personal meetings or their spin on the cards. And oftentimes guidebooks come with um, pre like pre-made spread. So it might be like a three card Mm -hmm. past, present, future on a situation, something like that. However, every deck 
And every guidebook that I've read always says, if this doesn't work for you, make it so it does. Really, it's going back to what intuitively feels right, which is there's just so much room for growth there. Like you can really make the practice your own. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, when I first started, I would play around again, like that playful curiosity. I would say, okay, I have this new deck. I'm going to play with this spread, see what comes up. I'd I'd write in my journal. And then as I got, I guess, a little more proficient in my reading, I started just doing intuitive. So I don't typically use pre-made spreads anymore. And that's just me. Some people love doing that. And that's amazing. But typically, unless I'm doing something very specific, I will pull intuitively. And I just know when I've gotten my answer. Um, Same when I read for uh, clients in person or online, I will do complete intuitive spreads. So I just pull as I I see fit. And we kind of like together, we talk, we come up with our answers. And then I just kind of get a vibe or a feeling when like, we're done, if that makes sense. So I'm just kind of like a more free spirited reader, but people are, you know, totally okay with doing pre-made spreads or just doing intuitive. That's the cool thing about it. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I also think it depends like what you need and what you're searching for too, because I'm sure if you're asking a question that you need more information to, then maybe like doing a past, present, future would make Mm -hmm. sense. But like, I, I love that you're just like, yeah, we'll do it, you know, feels good for you. And And yeah, I think that's the key to everything. Just do what feels good. I think. Yeah. And that's, I think that just comes back to why I love tarot so much. Like it's so personal. It's so intuitive and you, your practice fits you. Yeah. Whereas, you know, a friend of mine, her practice fits her. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it it really does um, bring out that, that intuitive, that gut voice that, you know, oftentimes going through our lives, we're kind of taught not to listen to that. And somehow this external voice outside of us knows better when in reality, like we know us best. Mm -hmm. So tarot just helps strengthen that. Okay. So tell me a little bit about different decks you use. I know that you said you have some other decks besides like tarot decks. Um, So tell me what other decks you like to use. Yeah. So other than, I mean, tarot is my favorite, but I also use Oracle decks. So I don't know if you're familiar with the difference, mm-hmm. um, but basically tarot, it, you know, in a nutshell, tarot is a set 78 card system. So you could pick up multiple tarot decks um, depending on the artist or the creator. It's going to have different artwork, but the meanings are all the same. So you pick up a tarot deck and they're all like the system is the same. So with Oracle, there is no set system. So it's a little more fluid. It's a little more really whatever the creator wanted it to be. So you can get more flexible with Oracle decks. So I can definitely talk about different Oracle decks that I have and how I use them for self-care. For example, um, I have a deck specifically for uh, creative work. It's kind of for entrepreneurs. It's it's more focused on the person who maybe is trying to step out of the mold and kind of live a more creative 
uh, passionate life. So that deck, the one I'm using right now currently for my morning journaling is the Sacred Rebels Oracle by Alana Fairchild. This one's really popular. It's been around for a while. Um, you'll see it float around on like Instagram and stuff. A lot of people use it, but really it's for the creative soul. Like you're really trying to live a bigger life than maybe what you've been doing. And that's, again, I use that a lot with my coaching practice as well. So with that deck in particular, right now I'm pulling one card in the morning and I, I don't even really shuffle. Like I'm, I pull one card and then I put it to the back because I want to work my way through the deck. I want to work through each card. So I'll pull one card in the morning if I have time and it comes with a really fantastic guidebook and I'll read through it. And it gives so many places of like jumping off points. And that's what I journal about every morning. So that's currently the, the deck I'm using for journaling. And it's really helping me kind of with my business and being more creative. So that's one way I use Oracle. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So another way I use Oracle uh, is um, using affirmation decks. Mm -hmm. So these ones are really great as like a quick one card pull. So let's say I'm at work in the office. I don't have the luxury of sitting there and pulling a card and journaling for 20 minutes. It's like, start your day and let's go. So I have an affirmation deck for that. I'll shuffle. I'll pull a quick card. It's a beautiful affirmation or a quote, something I can kind of take with me throughout my day. I have a little um, card stand on my desk too. So I put it there for the day. And as I'm working, you know, days tend to get crazy. I can take a moment, look at my affirmation again and go, okay. And it's just a really nice and quick way to center yourself through the day. Yeah. So that's, that's a second um, way I use Oracle decks. The third way I use Oracle decks is doing shadow work. So I don't know how familiar you are with the term shadow work. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm familiar, but you can also define it for everybody listening too. Sure. Um, so I was a psych major in college and really it's based off of Jungian psychology. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in a nutshell, what it is, is it basically explores our shadow self, which is basically like the parts of ourselves that maybe we push down like into our subconscious or unconscious mind and like kind of suppressed. So they might be parts of ourselves that maybe, I don't know, we're insecure about, maybe we're ashamed of the things that frustrate us about ourselves and we repress that. Um, so really when it comes to shadow work, the purpose of that is to acknowledge our shadows and then fully integrate them, if that makes sense. So we're not trying to say like, for example, let's say one of my shadows is I get jealous, right? Like I'm a jealous person. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to work it out. Like you are no longer a jealous person, really fully integrating it is recognizing, okay, I, I am like this sometimes. I still love myself because of it and being kind to that part of yourself that maybe you don't love as much. And you just really want to fully integrate that in. So there are decks, there are Oracle decks that completely are focused on shadow work and they, they have tougher, let's say keywords, they have tougher um, visual images as opposed to the ones that are maybe more like love and light and fluffy. Mm -hmm. So those are really great too for people who like want to go there because shadow work in itself is, 
is self-care because you are, you're, you're working through your issues. Yeah. So that's another way to do self-care um, in a maybe a little more intense way, but I do encourage everyone to give it a go and explore that. For sure. Yeah. I love that. I love that there's so many different types of card decks and different types of prompts too. I especially love that you journal with your tower readings. I think that's awesome. I, I love a journal. Like if I do a meditation, I want to have my journal right by me because I know I'm going to write a ton, like a ton of stuff will come up. So yeah, that's amazing. Where do you get um, some of your tower decks? Do you find them online? Where do you typically get your card decks? Yeah. So there's so many places you can get decks these days. Um, You know, Amazon, if you have Amazon Prime, it's so easy. Barnes and Nobles, really any bookstore. I encourage, you know, people to shop local and shop small. So you can go to your local bookstore, local new age shop or spiritual crystal shop. I also really love indie decks too. And basically what that means is they're not mass produced by a publishing Mm -hmm. house. They're self-produced by the artist. So they are a little more pricey, but I find the quality and the artwork and just the the love and care that goes into a lot of indie decks are incredible. So you can you can go on like crowdfunding sites like Kickstarter and you can get some really cool decks. Yeah. Or Etsy. Do you get any from Etsy? Etsy. Yes, of course. I forgot Etsy. So a lot of people who self-fund their decks sell them on Etsy. So I will like scour Etsy and find something cool and interesting just because I like I like quirky and, you know, interesting artwork. You can find a lot of great stuff on Etsy. And then for people who are collectors, you can go on to eBay. Um, I've found uh, collectible decks on Poshmark where people sell like, it's mostly clothing, but people sell a lot of secondhand decks, which I think is great. You can go on there too. Yeah, I love that. So would you mind doing a reading for the collective just to help us wrap up and help everyone see like how cool tarot is and how it's not weird. Yes. Thing you shouldn't try. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think what I'm going to do since our, um, I have a deck obviously right here with me, mm-hmm. what I'm going to do is I'll pull, let's see, maybe I'll pull like two card, two tarot cards and I'll pull an Oracle card. And since our topic today has been self-care, what I can do is I will give the collective just a self-care message for today. How does that sound? Yeah, that's perfect. Cool. All right. So let me just, I like to kind of quiet my mind while I shuffle. Okay. So I have pulled the three of cups and the 10 of wands. Mm -hmm. So together, what this message is saying to me, the 10 of wands typically is a card of feeling overburdened. Mm -hmm. Like if we had um, a visual right now, there's a person literally carrying 10 wands on their back. And it's a lot of work and it's a lot of responsibility. And then the three of cups, it shows three ladies dancing around literally with cups in their hands. So what I'm seeing here is maybe life right now, or maybe it's today specifically, you know, you might be feeling overburdened. You might be feeling like you've been taking on too much at work. You've been taking on too much at home. And maybe you've been saying yes to things where normally maybe you should say no because you've taken on too much. Um, So for that card, what I'm seeing as a self-care practice is to maybe learn how to say no, maybe learn how to delegate some responsibilities to other people. Maybe it's at work, maybe it's at home and you need help doing the laundry and making dinner. 
Um, but you've taken on too much right now. So a big part of self-care is learning how to say no and learning how to delegate. Yeah. Now with the three of cups, um, that's one of my favorite cards. It's really a card about community and spending time with friends or loved ones. So what I'm seeing, and they, again, the tarot is so cool because they go hand in hand. You've been feeling burdened. So what can we do to take care of ourselves? Maybe this card is saying it's time to, you know, get together with best friends. Maybe it's time to, you know, make a phone call and just have a conversation with someone that you haven't spoken to in a while. Maybe it means a Zoom date with old friends you haven't seen in a while, or maybe it's planning a fun getaway with your family or friends. So together, that is kind of like what we can do to take care of ourselves today. I'm also going to pull an Oracle card with this. And this deck is really cool. It's actually called the Self-Care Oracle. So it is literally specifically for self-care. So let's see what other messages come through for us. All right. This one says, look at the stars. Now what's cool with this deck is it comes with a little guidebook and it has mantras and some journal prompts. So I just want to read that really quick. So the mantra for this one is the stars reflect my magic. Ooh. And they, yeah, isn't that nice? Yeah. So we can, you can almost like sit and meditate with that for a second. Mm-hmm. The stars reflect my magic. So for me, what comes up is, oh yeah, like even though my day might've gotten so busy, it might've gotten so away from me, I'm feeling overburdened with work. Let me sit quietly for a moment and just remember like we are all made of stars and we all have this magic inside of us. And let me take a deep breath and just remember where I came from. So let me pull up this journal prompt. So if this calls to someone, now maybe these messages, all of them don't speak to you. Maybe one does. And that means this message found its way to you for a reason. But the journal prompt for this one is, how can you best work with the current astrological season? If you're unsure about what that is, take a moment and look up and read what it's all about. So I'm not well-versed in astrology. Um, Some people really love and go deep with astrology, but you can just, you know, maybe take a quick Google search and see what's going on astrologically. And, you know, perhaps something is going on that prompts you or stirs something up in you. And that's something you can journal about. So that is just a little bit of self-care. And yeah, this is, again, this is for the collective. Take, I always say, take what resonates with you and leave what doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love this. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited that you came on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Rachel. This was so much fun. Yeah, I would love if you could just let everybody know where to find you and also just mention the decks one more time. So if people want to find them, they can check them out. Absolutely. So I will first share the decks I've used um, today. So the one, the Oracle deck I pulled from is the Sacred Self-Care Oracle. This is by Jill Pyle. And this one you can get on Amazon. This is um, a really reasonably priced deck. And then the the tarot deck I use is just the old Rider Waite Smith. That is the classic. Mm -hmm. And that can also be found on Amazon reasonably priced. Like I want to say under $20. And that's a great place to start. So those are the decks I use today. And then for those of you who are interested, my social media, it's um, I have 
two Instagram accounts. One of them is specifically just for tarot. And I do a daily pull for the collective. Um, I share new decks or maybe new spiritual witchy items I'm working with. So that's at Lumeria Star. And then I also have my life design coaching practice. And if you're interested in either, you know, a tarot reading with me or, you know, working with a coach, you can find me at Stephanie Geiler Coaching. Also my website, www.stephaniegeiler.com. And that has all my information, um, all the services I offer. And, you know, if you're interested in working with me, you can find me there. Yeah. I love the infusion of life coaching with tarot. I think it's really fun. Like you said, like tarot is a tool. So it's always great to integrate into helping people with their life and what they're trying to create in the world. So that's awesome. Yeah. They really work seamlessly together. So once I discovered a passion for both, I was like, how can I make, you know, put these two together? And it was really, it was seamless. So it's, it's fun. It's, it's so much fun to just learn more about yourself be more aware. Um, yeah. So I just encourage everyone to just play around, see what works. Yeah. Yeah. And you're totally in your element when you're reading tarot. Like I could feel it. So I just want you to know. I love it. Yes. (laughs) I love it. So yeah, it's a passion of mine and I encourage everyone like dabble, dabble and play, see what comes up. And if you're interested, you can always get a reading with me too. You can find me online. Yeah. And you guys, she's really good. I I had a reading with Steph and it was really good. So definitely check her out. (laughs) I remember that. Yeah, it was a good one. It was fun. Hey friends. Thanks for checking out this episode of the solutions podcast. For more episodes, just like this, be sure to subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at Solutions Pod. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.